Hey everybody, I'm Stacey Gonder and this is the Maker Monday segment brought to you by the House of Sass and Magic. I am the lead designer and founder at the House of Sass and Magic and I'll be chatting with creatives who get real about their businesses and about themselves. Stay tuned to learn all about real creatives with real talent. Hey Afanaki, how are you? I am fine. Hi, Stacey. So good to see you. Yeah, you as well. I'm so grateful that we finally got to connect and the universe allowed us to come back together. <laughs> I know, I know. Rogers was trying to interrupt <laughs> that cool connection. Absolutely. Well, welcome to our Maker Monday segment. I'm very excited to have you here and have you explain to everybody what it is you do and why you do it and how you do it and what you've been up to over the last little bit. So I'll invite you now to take a moment and introduce yourself and uh, let people know who you are and what you do. Okay, well, I am Afanaki Tintayo-M. I'm a visual artist. Um, um, I do especially textile art and African fabric. I consider myself to be mixed media, so I can um, use textile art in different mediums. And um, I am an art facilitator. I work with a lot of people with mental health. Um, I'm the first artist in wellness for CAMH, so I've had exposure to inpatients as well as staff. And um, I am just an artist that is hoping to grow within my art form. So I'm hoping to take textile art as far as I can go, honestly. Well, I feel like you've taken it like really far this far. Um, you know, as, as we were chatting um, before we popped onto our recording, and I, it just seems as though everywhere I look, there's Afanaki and or her art and or both, and it just kind of like pops up throughout the city, and um, it's really exciting. How how is it that you came to have all of these avenues and, and venues to display your work? Um, well, it kind of started off with me when I first started doing work. I'm, I'm attached to an organization called Workman Arts that actually works through CAMH and we help um, artists with mental health and addiction um, find art-based workshops for free. So I love this. Everything from visual arts to sculpting to film, you name it. Workman Arts has um, either helped artists um, either learn the skills to do that creatively and also help support them into getting opportunities for exhibitions. You know, um, we have Being Seen, which is a, um, a visual arts um, exhibition that's coming up just now in March. Cool. We also have the Rendezvous with Madness Film Festival where um, artists get to show short films, long films, and we also um, get input internationally from other artists who may want to submit to these, to um, rendezvous with Madness for Festival site. That's okay. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I feel like, why am I just hearing about this now? Is this like a, like a little hidden gem that is part of our, our programs here in the city? Or how does, like, why have we not heard more about this? Um, mainly because Workman Arts was um, separated from CAMH, especially before the new bill. Right. So we're not going back to the CAMH campus at Queen Street, mm -hmm. um, where we'll have offices and stuff and also be able to support artists there. But we have been, I could say, an unknown within the city 
um, a safe space for, for people who struggle with mental illness to find community as well as to find supports and art-based workshops to kind of explore the unique lens of their mental health in art. That is, I'm, I'm a little bit speechless right now, Apanaki, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Only because, so myself, I'm, you know, I have nothing to hide here. And, you know, I myself have struggled with mental health and, and wellness and have, you know, probably diagnosed this as long as my arm. Um, and it's a bit of a double-edged sword in terms of being an artist, because I feel like, I know for myself personally, I draw a lot of my creativity and a lot of my motivation to get through my creativity and get things accomplished. I can actually attribute to some of what is considered my mental illnesses. I, I, I just, sometimes I think that they're gifts more than anything else, you know, because it has facilitated some of the things that I've been able to do in my life. <clears throat> um, and I feel like the, as artists, we have different and quote unquote special needs to deal with mental health and mental and, and emotional wellness because we exist in a different realm than quote unquote the nine to fivers, you know, or the, the kind of the normal model, if you will. So yeah, that's I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you said that. It is a, a lens. It is a different way of looking at the world. Mm -hmm. And if you think about that unique lens and then adding art to it, mm -hmm. like, the possibilities are endless. Like for me, I didn't think about doing textile art until um, I actually came into work with arts as a writer and oh. then got the opportunity to um, take different um, courses with visual arts that got me into the visual arts, you know, lean into visual arts. Mm -hmm. And then because of my West Indian background from Trinidad and Tobago, um, fabric was a thing that I grew up with. Right. Um, buying fabric and making dresses or going to a seamstress or a tailor in order to get custom-made stuff. So when I started doing visual arts, I wanted to incorporate my love of African fabric mm -hmm. into my art form and then made a mixed media piece for the first time, not knowing that it was mixed media at the time. <laughs> Didn't even have a word to describe it. I just wanted to incorporate fabric into a visual arts um, medium. Yeah. So um, that's how I started. I started what over ten years ago. I said I think I started when I was around forty and fifty now. So yeah. That's right. You just had a birthday kind of recently, didn't you? Oh, yeah, my birthday's coming up in February, actually. Woo woo! Yeah. I love it. Yay! <laughs> awesome. So, and you mentioned that you had the film festival coming up as well. We have being seen coming up on the fourth, which will be virtual. It'll be a virtual um, exhibition, and um, I'll definitely send the links yeah, to for sure. our, our Facebook group so people could experience it. And I'm actually doing a special curated piece with twelve of the artists um, around um, a psychological name for um, to have a trauma and have no words for it. Ooh, so it's got it, goosebumps. It kind of incorporates what 2020 has been about. Yeah, absolutely. And what 2021 we're going into, which I think is the second phase of 2020, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's just a to be continued, right? Like, <laughs> so, episode two. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I'm 
I'm going to be making a piece around that and I'm kind of excited about it because it's the first time I'll be using very dark colors because my my work is usually yeah. very colorful and bright and um, the first time I'll be using embroidery actually as one of the aspects of my art so I'm really really excited and I'm truly hoping that people would stay tuned um, for when being seen 2021 comes out and um, be able to experience um, I think the 12 artists take on that theme so there's 12 artists that have the same theme creating pieces from their own place of interpretation exactly that's freaking cool. I am so loving this intertwine and um, partnership between mental health and emotional wellness and art. Like this is, I'm loving this. I had no idea that, I, I had no idea. I'm, this is, so, this is um, new information to me about yourself and your art as how, how it, um, intrinsic those two things exist with each other. That's freaking awesome. Well, I'm definitely an artist with lived experience. So, you know, to be able to actually work from that lens and also to be able to give back to my community mm -hmm. by um, bringing art-based programming to um, inpatients at Cam was one of the things that I think is my life's work. Like, I, I think I'm going to do that until I'm like 99. Because <laughs> it's just so fulfilling to be able to give people um, a, a way or a means in order to express themselves that may actually be more far-reaching than even them expressing it in words or even if they can't express it in words. Mm -hmm. um, art is just such a giving medium and no matter what form it is. So um, I'm really, really um, blessed to actually do the job that I do. And I feel really passionately about um, mental health and art therapy, if you want to call it that. Yeah, for sure. Really being intertwined and really benefiting people, regardless of, of whether they feel that they have mental illness. Because as far as I'm concerned, everybody has something. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting you say that because <laughs> I'm really hesitant to call it illness because like I said earlier, in some way, shape or form, it, it, my, my experience has served me in ways that I've learned things and been able to use them as catalysts to other parts of my life that I never, in my opinion, would have considered had I not had the experience that took me to these places, you know, and, 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 then, and then allowed me to look beyond that and say, oh, like I have choices that I didn't consider because I was so inside of whatever was going on at the time, you know? Um, and it, the other thing that tweaks my mind is that's interesting that when and I know it's a bit of a, a catch-all term in terms of art therapy, but allowing people to have a vocabulary that maybe doesn't exist and to create their own vocabulary around, you know, whatever they're experiencing, I think is really important work. And I'm super grateful to you for doing that for people. Like, that's, it's incredible. Akinaki, I had, I had no idea that this was, there was so much beyond, like you said, the bright colors and, and the fabrics and the multimedia. I had no idea that there was so much beyond that. And it's incredible. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So what has that evolution been like for you from, like you said, from the time that you made your, your first mixed media, not knowing that that's what it was to where you are now? Oh, it has been an amazing, amazing journey. 
Um, I have to say that I'm in a position now where I have organizations that come to me in regards to work now. So that has been a plus, but I did a lot of the groundwork myself. Um, when I did my first piece, it was called the Igungun, and I saw how people, I'm sorry, let me explain what the Igungun is. <laughs> is Yoruba for the ancestors. And it was my um, reimagination of the, the sun and the moon, which I think are the two consistent in our world that everybody sees. Um, and I did my reimagining of those two um, spiritual spheres, as I For see sure. Yep. Um, and I did them in African fabric and beads and crystals and stones and cowrie shells. And I, I, I threw everything at the canvas, literally. Um, and then when I saw how people were affected by my art, like literally, yeah. like didn't have words for it or fascinated by it, I decided, okay, I'm going to figure out how many pieces are in a collection. Literally Google 10 to 15 pieces. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to make a collection based off that piece, the Gungun. It was called the Gungun Collection. And I actually went on, um, I, I went on to find out about information about ancestral masks in different tribes in Africa and stuff like that and, and around the world. And I actually did my collection on ancestral masks. And, um, and of course, threw everything at it. Sequins, curry shells, crystals, you name it. Fabric, African fabric, lots of African fabric, acrylic paint as well. And then kind of pushed that to like coffee shops and stuff. And actually got some people to, to let me showcase in, it, in their um, in their establishment. Um, I have to say, Ed's Real Scoop is one yeah, of the that supported me as an artist. And every year I try to put my artwork in there. I think last year was the first time I wasn't able to because of COVID. Um, but they have been so, so super supportive. Um, and I have to say that as my journey progressed and I started to create more artwork, I got a, an, an opportunity to showcase my work at exhibitions. Sometimes friends would tell me about um, exhibitions coming up and I'd be able to apply. Um, and I have to say that I'm considered an international artist now. Mm -hmm. uh, work um, as far as South Carolina. I was the only Canadian fiber artist um, shown in a fiber arts festival done by the North Charleston Cultural Arts Committee there. And I showcased for two years. Um, one of the pieces is my piece called um, Mama's Watching My Angelo. And um, it was my first portrait piece ever done in in totally in fabric 90% of the of the painting is fabric and the rest is acrylic and um I'd never done a portrait before <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of like okay I this. And, I, and I, I'm telling you I'm old school so I literally got her face I did a grid like you're doing like yeah 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 I did it and I got the support of an art friend of mine who kind of like helped me make sure that, you know, the eyes were right, you know, not everything was too big or too small. <laughs> and then I did the fabric work on it. And um, honestly, it is still one of my pieces that when I look at it today, I still can't believe that I created it. It just blows my mind every time I see it. So it's on loan at um, Workman Arts. So if you ever get to Workman Arts, you most yeah. likely see it. 
there if you want to become an art member, if you want to become a member. Yeah. I've also showcased my work at Times Square um, for Jeff Lieberman, who actually did a documentary called The Amazing Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. And he actually had an exhibition that happened during the premiere on Times Square. So I did a piece called Nina Simone Fragmented Mississippi Goddamn. And it was about her song around Mississippi when they were having all those lynchings and riots and stuff like that. It was her song of activism that literally changed her voice because Mm -hmm. she sang it so fiercely that it changed the timbre of her voice. And um, I created a piece for that and it never came back when somebody bought it in New York. Abenaki, like you're kind of a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, kind of a big deal. Just saying, just saying. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I've been doing, um, and and with it, with the arts as well, I got a chance to become an art facilitator. So um, I was given the chance to do a six week workshop. And from that, um, I ended up becoming one of the first people on the roster for Art Cart, which is the program that helps in patients with art, getting art-based programming, literally with a cart that we roll in <laughs> with art supplies. And we do art workshops for about 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, with that, I believe that CAMH became really aware of my work. Mm -hmm. And um, the stuff that I've been doing, like I even did a show in Vancouver as part of the the, um, Feminist Literary Festival there with Room Magazine. And um, one of my pieces called Ocean Blooming, which I think is also going to be showcased at Harborfront for Black History Month, um, was the face of the festival. And I wish I was there in Vancouver, but I heard that they were also at bus sheds in Vancouver. So my work was on bus sheds there, which is unbelievable. And um, it so happened that Donna Slate of the Slate Family Foundation actually has that piece as part of her private collection now. So yeah, so I'm just, I, I can't, sometimes when I look back at my art life and how it has grown and expanded and become more than just the art, but art mm-hmm. as well, um, it literally takes me back, you know, it really takes me back. And I also, I have to say that I also work with um, women in trauma, part of the Barbara Schleifer Clinic. So mm, yeah. surprisingly, I was, or... I could, I could still say I am a client of Barbara Schleifer Clinic. And then I turned around and was able to do workshops with women in trauma there. Yeah. So that has been really um, fulfilling as well to give back to the community that way. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed, I have to say. Yeah, no, it's incredible. And I really enjoy hearing another artist who um, gets great joy from seeing the experience that that the users or the interactors with their art gives them so that it's not just about you know a purchase or about the piece it's about the the connection between the person who whether they buy it or whether they just view it or or whatever and that evokes whatever emotions in other people so that it's about the experience for that user and because it's so what I'm about like yes I make clothes and and create things because it makes me happy but ultimately what brings me the most joy is seeing what what other people experience when they interact with what the things that we create here you know and that's I don't know I find that really 
um, invigorating and gets me even more. And so to hear that from somebody else, because I find I think it's really rare, you know, because usually it's about creating creating things for people, period. <laughs> you know? The thing is, you have to find joy in what you're making and you have to connect with the client in that way because then after you get back as much as you give mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then people want to gravitate back to your work because of that because there's real joy in it it's not transactional only right a piece of yourself that you're giving with whatever you create and they re they realize and respect that and come back for that because then it's just like oh I, I find joy in this but she found joy in creating it for me kind of thing. yeah so, yeah yeah, I love that. I love that. So, okay. So there's there's lots going on in your world. There's lots going on. <laughs> I'm like, we said this earlier that we could probably talk all day, <laughs> which would be awesome. Um, but where can people find you? Okay, so what events can people find you at in the very near future? And then your pieces and things in terms of social media and, and websites and that sort of thing, where can people find you? Okay, so if they're looking for me on social media, mm -hmm. look at anywhere that says at Shop Apanaki, you will find me. Just put at Shop Apanaki in and you will find me on Facebook, on Instagram, um, on Twitter, for sure. Cool. And even Pinterest. Pinterest. <laughs> Don't judge me because I have 90 boards, just yeah. <laughs> and um where in regards to my website, all you have to do is go to Apanaki. You can actually put Apanaki in Google and it will come up, but I'll give you the whole website. So it's Apanaki dash Timatayo spelled T-E-M-I-T-A-Y-O dash M dot pixels spelled p-i-x-e-l-s dot com sweet and yes. the events where your work is is going to be shown in the near future is is that all virtual um that will be virtual and it's called being seen 2021 and um i'm sure they're going to have links for it really soon so what i'll do is that i'll make sure and share the links within um your facebook page sweet for, for our black is it um boxing day <laughs> but also if you want to if you want to follow me on instagram whatever i will definitely be sharing any information about that upcoming exhibition very soon sweet and what would you like to leave our guests with what's your what's your send-off message for them um be gentle with yourself mm because what we sometimes forget is that we are going through a global traumatic experience. Absolutely. It's something that we have never had to face before. Um, there are no rules on how to deal with it. So I would say be mindful, take care of your own mental wellness during this time. Do not you know, do not give it up to anybody else. Yeah. Your mental wellness is most important during these times and the mental wellness of your family as well. So guard that fiercely and safely. That's beautiful. Thank you, Apanaki. Thank you so much for joining me today and, and for informing me on so many things. I learned so much today. It's amazing. Thank, and you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. And we're going to, we're going to chat again real soon. I'm sure of it. Yes, for sure, for sure. All right. 
And thank you for for doing this amazing work and for even setting up the the um, Facebook group that you did set up for us. Yeah, um, no problem. Yeah, yeah this is very friends. necessary work and us small business people need to stick together. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. We have yourself a great afternoon and we're going to chat real soon. All right, no problem. Take okay, care. Bye. bye. That's it for this week's episode of the House Assassin Magic's Maker Monday Chats. Be sure to follow us on Spotify so that you never miss an episode and so that you can share it with all your friends. You can follow us on Instagram at HouseSMTDOT or on Facebook, HouseSM. And I'd love to hear from all of you. Pop me an email and or direct message via social media.